Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're joined by a variant edition owner and podcast savant Brandon Schatz to discuss the Bollywood superhero franchise, Krish. Welcome back, lovers. Uh, Matt, we're, this is a really quick turnaround. It's yes. been like a week since our Morgaliasm episode, and we're already recording a new one. Look at us. People were very excited about that one and said, we need another one right away. <laughs> so here it is. This is for you, our fans. Shout, shout out to all our fans. Uh, so far, all of our fans have told us that they're disappointed yeah. that we're discussing They said, why are you films? watching these movies? <laughs> and we said, well, we couldn't get a hold of a flying jet. That's, that's why. So. That, that is partly why. Hopefully, this episode doesn't disappoint. You know, these films are hugely popular and I think are deserving of yeah. uh, some, some coverage on our show. Um, but before we get into it... Um, we have a bit of an announcement. We made it at the end of um, our last episode, but I know when I listen to podcasts and they start to get to that wrap-up preamble, I tune out. I turn it off. I don't listen to the rest of that. There yeah. might be jokes I'm missing, but who knows? Because i got another podcast to listen to. Well, then to. you're missing Griffin's questions on My Brother, My Brother, and Me, oh. home of Huntington, from Huntington, West Virginia. Interesting thing happened today. We have had a spike of listenership in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, this really excites me. Yeah, possibly McElroy was interested in us. Mm-hmm. So we've also uh, reached one hundred thousand downloads. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. So thank you to all of our listeners out there. We uh, appreciate all of you. Um, but our announcement is that we uh, will be appearing at the Northwest Fest here in Edmonton. It is Canada's longest-running documentary film festival. Was Even though they changed the name this year? Yes. It was yeah. formerly known as Global Visions. They've now rebranded as Northwest Fest, and they're putting on some uh, lunchtime podcast panels, lunch pods, at The Needle, and we will be appearing on uh, one of these panels. Featuring two people who've been on episodes with us prior, your co-host on... Uh, Trash Art the Movies, Paul Matwichuk, mm-hmm. and J.P. Fournier, half of the Movie Jerks, who yes. appeared on our legendary Jism and Jism <laughs> 2 episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the four of us will uh, be appearing on a panel um, on May 9th at noon at The Needle. So if you're local and you'd uh, like to come out and tell us in person how much you dislike the Krish films, uh, <laughs> come on down. You we can would say love it to right to you. our faces. Yeah. There will be snacks. Yeah. Yeah, Light is five dollars, I believe, to, to mm-hmm. see us in person. Yeah, it's like going to a zoo. <laughs> look, sure, podcasters, look at them <laughs> as they podcast. Here they are. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, now it's time to uh, to introduce Brandon. Yeah. Uh, who's sitting here in the room with us? He's been, Welcome, he's Brandon. Been very patient. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Brandon is the owner of Variant Edition. We had your lovely wife and business partner. Danica on previously mm-hmm. to uh, discuss uh, dance competition movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she had a lot of fun. She had a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, good. Hopefully you have an equal amount of fun because <laughs> uh, our listeners have told us these are not fun movies to watch, so... Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> very, very interesting movies. I'm fascinated by these movies. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to that, Brandon, why don't you tell us uh, a bit about yourself, about Variant Edition, and about the various podcasts that you have been on over the years. Yeah, you're, you're a podcast savant, of According to our opening uh, thing, so uh, fill us in. Be uh, our guru. Uh, well, uh, at at a bit of prompting, I was thinking about how many hours of a podcast that I've been on. I think I've done about three hundred and fifty episodes of holy wow. shit stuff, and they're about an hour long usually. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Doctor. Yeah, Tooch. I'm at about. 
two fifty. So yeah, I think like uh, the podcast, the comics podcast I did with uh, James Leesk topped out at a little over two hundred. But Doctor Hooch is going at one hundred and eleven right now. Wow! And that's the podcast that you do with your wife Danica, where you get drunk and discuss Doctor Who. Yeah, absolutely. And it's coming back from a hiatus. Yeah, because there's new episodes of Doctor Who happening, so that's very it's funny exciting. how that works. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> um, it just to to run it in the off season uh, means you have to schedule your drinking time, mm, yeah. uh, and to be like, well, this is this is a very serious business. We have to make sure that we have two hours blocked off so that we can get sufficiently drunk enough to do. And it's just like mm-hmm. you can't have fun drinking anymore. Mm, yeah. Uh, Plus, I feel like that would get expensive. Like. I mean, we'd spend money on movies and, like, hosting and Oh, we're and stuff. really cheap drunks, but, though, so... Oh, okay, well... Yeah. yeah. yeah the see, only reason why this works. <laughs> I can't do a drunk podcast, because I am the opposite of a cheap, cheap drunk. It well, takes a lot yeah. to get me drunk. And the time... Which I, you wouldn't expect from my size. It's true. And the... Uh, I drink at a college <laughs> level. <The> time, <laughs> you never stopped. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the few times I've done drunk podcasts, I actually... Went beyond the pale. I actually yeah. passed out at this very kitchen table. Yeah. Podcasting with my little brother. And now you can't drink spice box. And now I can't drink spice box. Oh no. So that's that's <laughs> delicious, right? Yeah. That is one potential advertiser gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to barf every time I smell about smell it, think about it, see it. It's uh, yeah. I, I I burn that bridge. And variant edition also does uh, Edmonton's morning show, Yeggs and Bacon. Which I've heard might be coming back. Is coming back yeah. actually end of May uh, due to weirdly popular demand that we've been hearing lately of people coming in just being like, "So why aren't you doing that anymore?" I've been one of them. Who's, who's, yeah, I was bugging Danica about it. I really liked that show. The uh, the answer was uh, a lot of stress mm-hmm. and yeah. a former business partner who didn't like when we talked about politics. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Huh. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great. Former. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's really interesting because. Variant Edition is a comic book shop unlike any other, and that's partly because, uh, from my experience as a customer, you guys take a very progressive approach to issues in kind of the comic book industry and fandom. Also, there's a used book section, um, Mm -hmm. which is really lovely because you guys really promote kind of conscious consumerism and are not just about um, selling people more, more, more. You actually want people to go away with comics they really enjoy and appreciate and, I don't know, fulfill, fulfill, fulfill something in their lives. Yeah. Basically content that they want to read and enjoy instead of making sure everyone's buying the most that they possibly, possibly can buy. Um, it's a matter of making sure that they're enjoying what they buy mm-hmm. because then they're going to actually enjoy coming to the store. They're going to enjoy picking up their stuff. It's not going to be a chore of like, oh, i got to read Spider-Man this week. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the Spider-Man book, but uh, a lot of people just buy it out of habit. Mm -hmm. So things like that. And then like you're saying, um, a progressive attitude towards a lot of things both in the real world and then just uh, in the comic book industry, which I don't really classify as a real world. (laughs) It's it's very surreal at times, but uh, kind of making sure that uh, if we're going to, if we're going to run something at the end of the day. We might as well be making choices that are making uh, ourselves happy, our store a safe place, mm-hmm. and that are very uh, conscious of what they're saying instead of um, kind of uh, making making dollars and feeling like garbage about it. Mm-hmm. 
because um, I know I don't know we all wind up in a box. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it with you, etc. And a lot of these, we all wind up in a box. <laughs> and a lot of these opinions end up on a column that you do on uh, the comic speed. Absolutely, yeah. um, one where I said that within about five to ten years, all the single issues are going to be uh, gone from mainstream superhero comics. Sure, got everyone on my side. <laughs> yeah, I bet they love that. Yeah, did Hibbs chime in on that one? He did. Mm-hmm. Um, and and most of them kind of forgot about the part where I said five to ten years from now, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, if that happened today, we'd be doomed." I'm like, "Well, yeah, if that yeah. happened today, we would be doomed." But it's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big two are are owned by. Uh, Disney and Warner Brothers, and at a certain point in time, they're, the cost of printing and, and doing that stuff is just going to outweigh the benefits of doing single issues in print. Yeah, well, yeah there's, there's not... no worse distrib- distributor of anything in the entire world than Diamond, who has yes. a stranglehold on the distribution of comics. And your average comic creator probably doesn't know much about them, but uh, they're a monopoly. Yeah. And they're a huge problem for people in Brandon's gig mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bringing up the big two dc and marvel and how they're owned by these larger entertainment companies i think actually leads quite nicely into the conversation about crush because these companies aren't interested in publishing books no no right now they're making like they, they see this ip as an opportunity to turn it into bigger media yep. you know to make television series and to make Movies and to make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, you just but, float ideas, and if something sticks, ten years later you make a movie out of it. Yeah, but personally, I've noticed um, that kind of since since the movies, the, you know, kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the, <laughs> the passes, DC Cinematic what Universe for DC's film offerings. Yeah, uh, shout out to Alan Mott, by the way. Yeah, but since uh, <laughs> since those have taken off, uh, I've seen kind of a steady disinterest uh, in the books themselves and indie comics, so a lot of stuff from Image um, and et cetera, have really kind of flourished, kind of creator-owned stuff is kind of becoming a lot more interesting than the superhero stuff. That's just my take. That's absolutely the case. Uh, And a lot of it is because, well, it's where our perception is, too. Mm -hmm. Um, We're getting to the point where we've read a lot of the superhero stuff already. There's, yeah. They're cyclical because they need to be reinvented for the new generation. Or the new generation is reading it is not in physical copies. They're reading it digitally or they're getting their content from it, mm-hmm. uh, from their iPads more than anywhere else. And I've seen it. Like YouTube yeah. and, and iPads and just handheld things are where children are getting uh, these, these interactions with superheroes from. So... Um, between the cycle and and everything like that, these new ideas are coming in from other areas, and that's what's grabbing people. It's, yeah. it's again, forming a connection with story. Mm-hmm. And as we are going to see with Krish, uh, <laughs> in, in the Bollywood film industry, they've uh, created a very profitable, very big superhero franchise out of... A property that seemingly had nothing to do yeah. with superheroes. Pretty unlikely origins for a superhero. And franchise. in a way, have kind of like reverse engineered by going big budget and then kind of making all this tie in stuff as opposed to kind of having an IP testing that out, you know, in, in kind of. Uh, a, a cheaper medium, uh, and then <laughs> launching it well, into a big budget project. Well, I guess 
There is that, but Krish uh, and many other films also draw upon things like uh, the Bhagavad Gita and right. the Mahabharata. Right. Like, um, so... There is a reason that the superhero is named Krish. Yeah, so a lot of the groundwork for how these different... Uh, or Ra-1, for instance. Mm-hmm. Ra-1 and uh, G-1. That interaction is kind of... Yeah, I know you're laughing. Uh, that interaction has kind of been forecasted by people reading, you know, these uh, texts for centuries. Right. So that's kind of where they're drawing their inspiration from, is uh, religious texts and uh, mythological stories, yeah. rather than bootstrapping a superhero universe. Yeah, so it's kind of this interesting cross-section of taking um, Hindu spiritual texts, Hindu mythology, uh, and the kind of popularity of these Hollywood movies of the superhero franchise and kind of like putting them together to create something that is very unique and very Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that gets us into discussing our first film, Krish, <laughs> uh, which is the sequel to Koi, Milgaia. Which uh, we talked about in our Bollywood in Alberta episode. I think that was... Yeah. In the 20s of our episodes. Maybe episode 22, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's around there. Um, our episode with the uh, worst audio. Because yep. uh, yeah. Matt set up the mic <laughs> <laughs> uh, improperly, uh, poorly. He didn't set up the mic properly. That's hey, what I'm trying to say. I sound um, great, but I always do. Yeah, I sound like I'm in the other room. And on top of it, I had a cold. So like, oh, I no. sound real bad. Next um, time, we're just going to say you're on Skype. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, the quality is improved in this one. Um, so we'll, we'll leave a link to that in the show notes if anyone wants to go back and, and hear what we have to say about Koi Magaya. Um, but as a recap for anyone who hasn't seen it, like yourself, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, it is the Bollywood version of E.T. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that uh, legal action was uh, considered. Yeah. Uh, because uh, actually when E.T. came out, it's uh, Satyajit Ray, the famous Bengali director, said, hey, this is very similar to a sci-fi story I wrote back in the 50s. Yeah, that he had been trying to make. That he'd been trying to make a film out of. Yeah. So... It kind of came full and circle. And that script was in Hollywood. Yeah. Kind of came full circle into a film that is very reminiscent of <laughs> E.T. Not done by a Bengali filmmaker, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it, came, it kind of came home. Yes. Uh, so it's Bollywood's version of E.T. E.T. It stars Rithik Roshan as uh, a man who has um, a mental disability. Uh, and when an alien from another planet comes to Earth, he uh, cures him. Of this mental disability, and he... Uh, Basically, like, step one, like, yep, yeah. you, not only you're cured, you're super genius. Yeah, and he develops, uh, yeah, it's super, super smart. He also, you know, develops um, super speed and super strength and some other stuff. And it's it's about uh, the relationship between him and this alien, and also it's a love story with him and Predizenta. Um, and Krish kind of continues that narrative but takes it in a very, very different place. I mean, the intermission of this movie marks the difference between, you know, 80s, Amblin-esque, you know, fun kid movie. Okay. Into, now it's a superhero movie. Or maybe the last 20 minutes of the movie says now it's a superhero movie. And then Chris 3 is very much a superhero movie right from the jump. Yeah, this might be the longest origin story for a superhero I have ever sat through. And we watched this in absolutely the worst possible way to understand the story because we watched the third yeah. one first, then the first one, then the second one, then the third one again. <laughs> yes. So um, we're not getting this as it was intended. Um, <laughs> fair, sure, but we certainly weren't lost. 
so it stars Rithik Roshan uh, as Krishna, son of Rohit Mera, who is the lead character of Koi Mugaya. Also played by Rithik Roshan. Yes, also played by Rithik Roshan. Uh, he's been raised kind of in seclusion by his grandmother, played by Rekha. Uh, she's kind of cut him off from um, the rest of the world because he has... Uh, inherited his father's kind of superhuman ability. So he has some of Jadu's magic, I guess, in him. <laughs> I also want to point out that Jadu uh, got his powers from the sun. Yeah. Uh, this would be a relevant plot point for Chris 3. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and also is very reminiscent of Superman. Hey, did, uh, did Jadu have pl- uh, powers on other planets? Is it like only because Earth's sun is special that he, he could do the magic? I don't know. I you know what? I don't we, think we, they've ever really explained the details. <laughs> of we this need Jadu to come back for Krish Four, and like maybe he turns into a lady or something. I don't know. Okay. Like that'll be Krish's new villain. He needs yeah. to fight a girl too. That'd be uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So moving on, um, Krishna's world is kind of rocked when an adventure camp uh, comes very close to uh, where him and his grandmother are living, and he meets Priyanka Chopra and falls head over heels for her, because who wouldn't fall yeah, yeah. head over oh, heels absolutely. for Priyanka Chopra? As you would, yes. Uh, her character is named Priya. Very, very original mm-hmm. for Priyanka Chopra. Um Priyanka Chopra likes him, but isn't quite as smitten. She until she sees them superpowers. Yeah, she goes back to uh, Singapore, where she is a TV reporter, and there her job is threatened um, by her boss, India's Pam Greer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this actress has a striking resemblance to Pam Greer. Uh, so she kind of, uh, lies to, to Krishna to get him to come to Singapore so that she can put him on TV and make him a big celebrity because of his superpowers. Exploit him. Yes. She wants to exploit him. But Krishna has promised his grandmother, oh God, there's so much plot in this movie, promised his grandmother that he wouldn't reveal his powers. Then one night while they are at the circus, uh, a big explosion erupts. And From a fire breather breathing fire onto some flammable stuff. That seems to be like rule one yes. of fire breathing. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> Many people are trapped in the fire, and Krishna picks up a broken mask on the ground. A broken clown mask. Yep. Uh, puts it on and de- turns his jacket inside out and develops the superhero of Krish to save these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, the uh, the kind of villain of the piece, an evil scientist played by Narazuddin Shah, who uh, has connections to Krishna's father, Rohit, uh, factors into things because he's developed a computer that can see the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and we eventually get the final best boss battle. Oh boy! That plot was long. It's a very um, fateful future looking at machine because anytime someone looks at it, they immediately see how they die. Yeah. yeah. Rather than anything cool like stocks or, you know, who's going to win the World Series, mm-hmm. etc. No, it's a. Yeah. Uh, again, we all wind up in a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Krish uh, had record box office opening numbers in India, and it went on to be the second highest grossing. Film of uh, 2006, Behind Doom 2. That oh, was a man. great year for Rithik Roshan. Yeah, Rithik Roshan dominated oh, the box office. Yeah, he was the, the villain in Doom 2 and then the hero of Krish. I put villain in air quotes. Yeah. Like, he's really the reason people go see that movie. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's pretty good in it. Um, the special effects artists um, Mark Colby and Craig Muma had previously worked on Independence Day, Godzilla, and Sky Captain. That would be the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. 
Um, they also employed Hong Kong action director Tony Ching, who had worked on Hero, um, which gives the the movie a really kind of wuxia feel at times because there's a lot Especially of in the beginning when he's wire work. In the yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, it was also the first Indian film to receive payments in advance for product placement, music, and international distribution rights. And this is very common now. Yeah, something like Especially nowadays music. we see a lot of um, product placement ads before the film start, and so you know what products are going to come up. And I don't believe for a second that Priyanka Chopra downs as many lays as she does in this <laughs> Yeah, absolutely not. You don't look like her and eat chips all day long. Um, they also produce action figures, toys, and other merchandise uh, to tie into the film. Uh, I've seen gel pens on Amazon, but I looked at them up recently, Ooh. and they're no longer there. Gel pens. Um, it has a 100% <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score. What? But there's only seven reviews. Okay. There we are. Um, it did win uh, three uh, Film Four Awards, uh, including Best Special Effects and Best Action, as well as the National Film Award for Best Special Effects. Yes, there and, is a Best Action Award, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think probably it's a highest distinction. It is the favorite film of Lion Star, Sunny Pawar. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's his... Favorite movie, um, and and Chris has gone on to be, and the fr- the whole franchise has gone on to be very very popular mm-hmm. with kids, um, and which we will get into when we discuss kind of some of the ancillary. It does go to some really dark places, though, especially yeah. with regards to people's dads. Yeah, <laughs> does not go well. So, Brandon, you're quite familiar with superhero narratives. Yeah, uh, you've read a few in your day. You've picked up a Batman. You've heard of this Batman. Uh, What did you think of Krish? And how does it function as a superhero movie? Uh, It definitely has the most lopsided uh, structure that I've ever seen for any kind of superhero thing. I I do kind of understand why, uh, as you were talking about the previous movie and where it bridges to. Mm -hmm. It's essentially a bridge movie to get them to where they want to be, Mm -hmm. uh, more or less. And uh, I was really taken aback by about the first hour <laughs> where... You at one point said, this is the most intense movie I've ever seen. And Matt and I were like... Most dramatic movie, yeah. Most dramatic oh my- movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Matt were like, oh my god, this is like a six on the Bollywood scale. Yeah. It's, and it's because whenever somebody would say something like, did you get the milk? <laughs> there would be like this very intense music playing. And I was just like, well, did they? Oh my god. <laughs> Did yeah exactly did did they this need, is you need to know now huh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was a little strange and um, the fact that the hero after he saves uh, the damsel in this case uh, decides what a good idea would to be would, would be is to tell her to shut up and close her eyes or else he will drop her to her death and then after that doesn't work. <laughs> Pretend to be a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, the go-to move. He, like, is essentially straight up gaslighting her for a good, like, half an hour of this film. Yeah. It's, but then she gaslights him right back. They kind of deserve each other. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. They're, they're both terrible people. Like, it's <laughs> it's a film uh, of just, like, all the wrong things to do in a relationship, <laughs> uh, including gaslighting and a very uh, different misunderstanding of ghosting. It's a very similar dynamic to Superman and Lois Lane, except if Superman was 
the super dickery comic cover of Superman. <laughs> yeah. Who is just doing mean things to people so you pick up the issue to see what's happening except that's just how we, he's just like that. <laughs> he's, he's Silver Age Superman is yeah. what you're saying. He is a Silver Age Superman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does kind of have the right hair. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Rithik Roshman has a very like mullety look um, in these two movies. In yeah. these two films and it just like He reminded me of the dude from Perfect Strangers in this Yes. Mm-hmm. Both of these. Balky, whatever. Balky, right? Botaka bol- moose or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck. Yeah, he's, he's got that look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about when it kind of kicked into more of its uh, superhero well, the, theatrics? Well, the second hour when they're yeah. in Singapore and there's a Did circus. you see that coming? Yeah, well, yeah, it kind of... It is... It is a superhero movie. It's very point yeah. A, point B, point C, uh, and that's kind of the tropes of the superhero movie. You're not really going to be surprised a whole lot unless you, unless uh, you've kind of built something a, a bit more special. And this is, uh, this accomplishes what it needs to. And mm-hmm. and and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's 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 comfort. It's a movie mm-hmm. that kids can really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> Except I do kind of find it troubling, and maybe I'm just used to kind of the North American approach to a lot of superheroes, um, which is certainly changing with whatever's going on with the the DC universe. But I'm not used to superheroes kind of being as aggressive as I find Krish is. Like, he straight up kills a dude. Yeah. I mean, oh, several even, people. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is that, but I do want to get into in Chris 3. He also gets out of his way to save people, too. Yeah. Which is something that Superman cannot be bothered to do in Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, I feel like in Chris, they still don't have a handle on the superhero form. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, because Brandon's not as familiar, but um, in a Bollywood context. Okay. When your average hero, let's say uh, the guy from Kick, also wears a mask and is a gentleman thief who can punch people across the room and jump across buildings. Mm-hmm. He also likes to stick women's dresses in his mouth while he dances. Yeah, it's it's just a cool thing that he does. <laughs> but in a in a in a film culture where your heroes are already kind of amped up to the next level and action wise can punch through walls and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. How did they differentiate Krish from Kick or from Doom? Well, well I like, think it's like, very do much... Do they need to... Do, is, uh, was Krish, that film, closer to the original sorts of uh, Bollywood movies at the time? And then Krish 3, they think, okay, we really have to make this look like a superhero movie. So I didn't find Krish looked like one. Mm-hmm. Krish just looked like a normal Bollywood film. It, didn't, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it didn't have any sort of visual sheen to it. Whereas Krish 3... Candy-colored visuals, everything yeah. shiny. Like they, they figured that part out. A lot of like PVC in the costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how how do you find the two visions of heroism? Well, I think, I think for two thousand and six, your your Bollywood action movies weren't as supercharged as they've become. Doom two came out that year. Well, yeah. Roshan. Yeah. Doom three amps it up some, but you'll recall in Doom two they are. Flip kicking off of jet skis and shooting dudes and punching people out windows yeah, and stuff. Compare Doom Two to Doom to the original Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, you know, and we haven't sat down and tried to put this um, on a kind of a, a chronology. So you know, take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But I think there is kind of this turning point 
in early 2000s and Krish is a part of that where you know your hero does start to get much bulkier and kind of exhibit um, superhuman strength whether or not he's a character who's supposed to be superhuman or not mm-hmm. um, and now Singham Singham uh, punches a car so hard it flips um, <laughs> yeah and he's just a cop <laughs> a very good cop and Chevet Chevet from last year Chevet um, yes does he's like Rembrandt when it comes to falling off of a mountain <laughs> yes he does some now, amazing things and he might as well be a superhero but I'm just wondering and now we have Bahubali and Bahubali like oh yeah the strongest man I have ever seen in a movie yeah ever I mean that's not a Bollywood picture but yeah. I feel like one of the reasons well, why... Well, Sam is not originally a Bollywood picture either. Exactly. I feel like one of the reasons why that Bollywood kind of came to the superhero movie late mm. is because they've always had superhero movies. It's just their heroes are amped up to the next level past a... Even a John Wick, really. Well, and it's all kind of a... It's all extrapolating from Amitabh Bachchan's Angry Young Man. Like, I think it all kind of... You know, it, it's it's been... Leading up to this, kind of from that mm-hmm. um, '70s hero that we see, um, but but Krish is certainly a turning point, partly because of its uh, science fiction trappings mm-hmm. um, and trying to and tr- really trying to make a Hollywood movie with Hong Kong action scenes in a Bollywood context. Mm-hmm. And Rakesh Roshan really wanted to show how. A Bollywood movie could compete on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Like that was his intentions. How effective do we think that is? I mean, it was effective box office wise, but as a, like a piece of cinema. Like again, we watched this in the absolute worst order. Yeah. So we watched from superhero movie to kids movie to halfway super kid <laughs> hero film. Yeah. Um, and I feel like. Krish, that film is much more of a Bollywood film, and maybe it's the last twenty minutes. But he's not mm-hmm. doing anything that I don't see Salman Khan doing in every movie. Yeah. But by Krish three, then he's actually they've they've turned the corner. They've said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to make this more American mm-hmm. style. And there's a lot of emphasis on the romance in this to the extent that like it completely loses the plot of um, anything science fiction, anything superhero to be a rom com for kind of large the sections. majority of, of the movie. Yeah, about, yeah. about two-thirds of the movie. Nazarene Shah must be in what? 20 minutes? Yeah, but he makes an impact. Yeah. He's a he's a decent villain, but he's not around long enough for it to be, like, memorable later on. Yeah. He was gone for at least over an hour after yeah. he first appeared. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Nazarene Shah, this, this movie, I think, and Krish, three, they exist on a continuum of sci-fi movies more than... Uh, um, comic book films? Well, yeah, but partly because there were no... I mean, there's comic books now, but there were no comic books to draw on. Again, this is like, you know, um, adapting the the superhero genre straight from Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. The Chris definitely uh, felt like them looking at wanting to do a superhero movie, but realizing that they needed to move a lot of pieces before they could actually do it. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they have a property where someone had powers. I also don't think they needed to move this many pieces this slowly. No, and I'm (laughs) I'm almost wondering if uh, trying to build it, like this is 
one of the first superhero movies that they've done or like one of the only in um, Bollywood? Yeah, there's not Disputed. a lot and it depends on how you want to define a superhero. Yeah. This is one of the first um, and one of the only first kind ones of, who are wearing a costume. Yeah, kind of like the way so that we understand. Like yeah, exactly the Western yeah. type of. Because thing. there are like when you when you look into quote unquote Bollywood superhero movies, like a lot of people will mention um, Mr. India, which is a film where a guy turns invisible, but he's not really a superhero. This is like you know capes and masks. Yeah, like this is this is uh, yeah. probably like the uh, or at least the way that I. I, I realize it, or I think about it in this context, mm-hmm. like a first attempt at uh, a Western-style superhero. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're kind of using the building blocks that they know how to use, and then they get to this place where it almost feels like they're leading the audience along to this idea and just being like, see all of these elements that you're, you're very familiar yeah. with? It's very comfortable. And now mm-hmm. also here's a guy in a mask who is, like, punching a dude who can see the future. Yeah. yeah. Okay, geek time. Okay. okay. Which Marvel Universe um, character could Krish beat up? Like, what's his max level of fighting here? Oh I my think, goodness. Like- I think he's maybe going to top out at Spider-Man, because he's pretty strong. He can fly by the end of Krish 3, but mostly he runs around like the tick. During uh, Chris, uh, yeah. and both of Chris three, I was waiting for him to jump on buildings and for them to break. Yeah, but like, if if he had to fight the Avengers, how how far down the chain is he going to make it until he gets beat up? Like, he can't take the Hulk. Uh, my my comic shop answer is always it depends on who's writing. Mm-hmm. Um, if Rustic Roshan is writing, he yeah, beats everybody exactly. And that's and that's the sense that I get from the Chris movies is. Uh, uh, Krishna is the most handsome, charismatic, and best person that you'll ever meet. Yeah. Uh, And I feel as though if there was ever a movie produced (laughs) by him with this premise, oh, he's going to beat them all. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, just on a pure comic geek level... Like what are we working with? He doesn't. He doesn't get past Thor for sure. No. Yeah. Thor will knock him dead. Yeah. But the Hulk. He could probably beat up Cyclops. Well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people could be. If you have a decent sized mirror, you're probably okay against Cyclops. You're always so mean to Cyclops. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he could take Wolverine if it came, no, if it came down to a slug in, a slug out brawl. And Our then, Canadian pride will not yeah. let us say he could take yeah, on no, Wolverine. Yeah, I think not quite the Sentry, but the the Blue Marvel. He can probably fight the <laughs> probably, Blue Marvel. Probably fight the Blue Marvel. Everyone right now is being like, "What?" Yeah. That's an extremely deep cut, <laughs> but uh, for someone more people would know about, I, I'd like to see him go against Luke Cage. That would be an interesting yeah. battle. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Or Iron Fist. I mean, he's Iron got, Fist. Yeah, this film especially. There's a there's a martial arts aspect to his action. Yes, that and does not continue. But and seeing a person of color beat up Iron Fist would probably be <laughs> for a lot of people very cathartic. Yeah, uh, Netflix Iron Fist, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> not comic Iron Fist. What did you guys think of the action scenes? In Krish 1. Um, I love I like the wuxia elements of the first one. And, the, yeah. and then later on, as he gets to Nazardine Shah's island, he has to fight some guys in a tree, like yeah. a bamboo kind of forest thing. He's kind of like a monkey. Yeah. And it does, like, it, it was giving me strong wuxia vibes, partly because I was watching some wuxia recently. Um, for those unaware, wuxia is uh, the it's the genre that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is okay. in. 
Yeah, um, bouncing around weightless between trees and yeah. kicking people across yeah. the room. Yeah, Chinese, big kind of um, historical Chinese martial arts epics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it has. I really liked that vibe, and I don't feel like I've seen that in any Bollywood film. So that felt really new, yeah, unique. That was interesting. But then the standard kind of beat em up stuff was a bit more. Um, I mean, it has. It's fun. Um, and I did like it when he kind of like spun the uh, the motorcycles and knocked down a bunch of them. Yeah, he beat up those motorcycle men pretty effectively. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. Um, but I mostly felt just like there wasn't enough action. The reason why he's fighting those dancing. motorcycle men, though, was <laughs> a little bit suspect as Priya sets up a situation where she's hired some people <laughs> to attack her so that Krish is forced to defend her using his powers. Yeah. And then also. This is just a regular biker gang who happens to drop in before the hired goons show up. <laughs> so, yes. you know, they are garbage. Both the, both of them, they're perfect for each other. Well, they well in Krish, but by in Krish, Krish three, yeah. they're you know just upstanding citizens. Yeah. Although in that one, Priyanka yeah. Chopra is mostly played by Kangana Ranawat. <laughs> so you know, sort of. Yeah. Um, and obviously we also have to discuss the dance sequences. Now, Rithik Roshan is one of my favorite dancers in Bollywood. I can see he why. He can yeah. move like no other. Um, that being said, I wasn't crazy impressed with any of the dance sequences here, especially, you know, for a movie with such a big budget and, yeah. you know, for kind of the science fiction piece, I expected something more imaginative and there's just like, there's a song when he's like really excited about her in kind of like, um... The, like the rolling hills, mm-hmm. like kind of in the in the countryside. Do we think he's up in Shimla area? Maybe he's kind of away from uh, you know metropolitan India. Uh, yeah, he's he's somewhere mountainous. Um, and then there's like this really dull <laughs> song with uh, Rithik Roshan and Priyanka Chopra around kind of Singapore, where they're projected on buildings. It again like has that no. Was that was very weird. Yeah. yeah, it has no. I don't know. There's no Farrakhan to the choreography here, there's no and heat. I just no. There wasn't. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't anything that really grabbed me either. Other in, than Priyanka Chopra looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like his his dancing is great. She's beautiful. She's she's really good at dancing too. But there was just sort of. It was like, oh yeah, well we we need to put in put in something here. So let's yeah. uh, let's just do movie's got to be three hours long, people. Yeah. So you know we gotta yeah. we gotta get up to that running time. Well, any final thoughts on Krish? Um, I think yes. It's mostly interesting as a bridge between ET and <laughs> a traditional man of quote, unquote. Yeah. I, I do think that Chris 3 is a better Superman movie than that. But oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's it's mostly interesting because one hour is up in northern India somewhere. One hour is in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Actually, the rest of the whole movie is in Singapore. A lot of it's in Singapore. Um, to get some tax credits, they had to make 60% of it yeah. in Singapore. And that, that's about the right ratio. Yeah. yeah. So, for the most part... He is not even an Indian hero. He's helping people in Singapore, fighting Singapore people, and yeah. the only other uh, Hindi people living there are either an annoying best friend, <laughs> his girlfriend, or an evil mastermind. <laughs> and Indian Pam Greer. And Indian Pam Greer. Yeah, yes, she's pretty great. <laughs> runs a TV channel. I was unclear as to how that whole thing worked out, but whatever. Didn't doesn't matter. She's on in the next one, so who cares? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. 
It's not as bad as I was led to believe, mm. but it's also nothing I would watch again, which is too bad because we actually ended up buying the DVD. Oh, God. <laughs> this is so annoying. So we wanted to talk about Crash 3 and A Flying Jet. Um, which you've seen. You I saw have, it when it was in theater. Yeah, I've seen A Flying Jet. I saw it in cinemas. Uh, it came out uh, almost a year ago. It's it's not on iTunes. It's not on Eros Now. It's not on Netflix. So we were like, okay, well, we'll do Crash and Crash 3. Um, I couldn't find Krish anywhere. It's yeah. not on iTunes. It's not on Eros now. Krish 3 is on Eros now. Not on Netflix. So I ordered the disc. That is my commitment to this podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, I've also bought Jerry's Yeah, too. hilariously, the Bollywood movies we ended up buying, apart from Om Shanti Om, which is fantastic, are Krish, Jism 1, and Jism 2, which... Yeah. Our fans right now are screaming like, "Why would you own those? Those are some of the worst films." But yeah, uh, for the lulls, the sacrifices that you made. Yeah, Jism yeah. uh, so Two was expensive too, right? No, none of them were that expensive. Jism mm. um, and Jism Two were just a little annoying because we had to ship them to a friend in the states. Um, but Chris, we were able to to get you know on Amazon.ca. Mm-hmm. Fancy, yeah. Uh, and the day after it arrived, they added Quimogaya, Krish, and Krish 3 to Netflix. I think we even had to pay to rent Quimogaya too, didn't we? No, we got it at the library. Oh, it okay. was really hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's apparently very easy to find. Well, and <laughs> so now Brad, Brandon has watched the final two films <laughs> yeah. in the Krish trilogy. You gotta watch Cormel Gaia just to see how weird I'm, it is yeah, comparatively. To. <laughs> do, do a do a Doctor Hooch special episode <laughs> because it is about spaceships and an alien and you know magic powers and stuff. It could be a fun supplemental for you. Absolutely, and well, and honestly too, I kind of want to watch it because uh, it's this movie for me was more fascinating just from a craft standpoint. Like right. there's certain comics that I. That I buy not because they're my favorite, but because I can see the the separate pieces in it. Uh, right now, uh, Tiny Hisi Coates's uh, Black Panther run, mm-hmm. where he has his real uh, learned experience as a geopolitical journalist and somebody who talks about uh, uh, black politics and pop culture, and applies it to the Marvel universe. And it's just really fascinating to see the pieces that he brings in and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's not a traditional comic writer, so exactly. it's, there's a little yeah. bit of grinding up there. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's a really great book that he actually does very well with, but it's not. it doesn't really connect with me because I keep pulling all the little pieces apart and looking mm. at it. This is what this film felt like to me, was just sort of like seeing the direction that it's going and knowing where it came or, or knowing of where it came from and then seeing where it goes to. I liked pulling apart the little pieces and being like, this is really fascinating. And that's more of my experience with what this was. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very least, if you watch Koimaga, you'll find it interesting because all of the dance sequences are shot in Alberta. Yeah, you'll recognize some of the locations okay. probably. That'll be that'll be great. Because you were saying like Calgary even, and that's where my dad used to live. So Yeah. And yeah, and we do see... Down to Drumheller, there's lots of the hoodoos okay, yeah, and that yeah. sort of stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. You can see a tiny little alien and a bunch of children <laughs> dancing around the hoodoo, singing in Hindi. That's kind yeah. of awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to interval. Uh, we'll be playing a song sample of uh, Krish Krish, yeah. which is the song that plays during the end credits of Krish Three, and we'll be discussing Krish Three after this. Jump, jump, get up, 
Krish Krish, the ending title song from mm-hmm. Krish 3, uh, came out in 2013, so about uh, um, seven years after Krish. Mm-hmm. Notable that there is no Krish 2 in this chronology. Yeah. Uh, we've got Quinn Ogaya, Krish, Krish 3. It makes sense. It's the third film. It is the third film. No character named Krish was in Kumagaya, <laughs> but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, also directed Of by all the, like, uh, Bollywood franchises and the naming conventions, um, and Hollywood franchises and naming conventions, this is not one to, like, get frustrated by. Jadu 3. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jadu's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, you really miss Jadu in this franchise, I've only seen half a second of Jadu that they keep showing him. <laughs> yeah. All of the recaps is just sort of like a dude with... A purple dude with two thumbs. Yeah, interesting. Voiced by a robot because uh, the voice actor they hired had too much personality and he was upstaging yeah. with a crochet. Oh I mean, there's goodness. a lot of drama going backstage during a Quimel guy. But interestingly, Chris 3 opens with a pretty long um, summary of the events that have followed. Yeah. Especially having to do with Krishna's father, Rohit, who, after having Jadu give him powers, was also imprisoned for 20 years by Nazaruddin Shah's evil scientist, and yeah. Yeah, so a bit of a spoiler for those who haven't seen Krish, you know, a movie that's, what, a decade old now? 11, yeah. 11 yeah, 11 old, years old yeah. now. Um, Rohit was alive the whole time, and they are, are reunited at the end, and he features as a main character in Krish. And it's kind of nice, actually, because try and think of another superhero whose dad is still alive, and they're like friends. That doesn't happen very often. No, no. Like, the superhero genre is built off of father issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, so Star Wars, so most geek properties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter. Um, But I actually really like... Like like, uh, Pa Kent and um, (laughs) Jor-El, Rohit Mehra combines both of those fathers into one super father. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because um, he is a super scientist and also a salt of the earth cool guy. Okay. Cool guy. <laughs> a salt of the, ner- er, the earth nice guy. Yeah. yeah. A, a sort of Urkel type. The family <laughs> dynamics of Krish 3 are one of the things that I really like about this superhero story compared to others. I think, um, I think Rithik something... Roshan does a good job of acting off himself. Yeah. And it does. Which yeah. would be very hard to do. And it's also something that feels very Indian. Yeah. Um, which I, I really appreciate. So why don't you tell us about the plot of Krish 3? Sure. Directed by Rakesh Roshan again. Um, putting his son in another movie. Yeah. Um, He's really, he really wants to make his son a big superstar. Yeah. Admittedly, he succeeded. Uh, admittedly, he succeeded, and Rithik Roshan definitely worked out a lot before this one mm-hmm. because yeah. there's a drastic amount of how ripped he's looking between Krish and Krish three. Um, also features Priyanka Chopra again as his now wife Priya, and uh, Vivek Oberoi and Kangana Ranawat as uh, two villains mm-hmm. who enter the Krish universe. So um, by the time Krish three, he's solving the sort of problems that superheroes deal with when a villain isn't around Mm -hmm. like uh, bank robberies and a plane that doesn't work you know the classics yeah kids stuck in intersections kids kids stuck in intersection was chris this was kids stuck in electrical wires oh sorry electrical wires yeah um you know trying to save a uh, pigeon and that introduces one of my favorite parts of the whole movie (laughs) is that if chris ever saves you he says you know, Krish is the the uh, the uh, spirit of kindness that exists within us all. Here's a bracelet I made, so now you know that you're in the Junior Krish Krishketeers. I love it so much. It's yeah. a good uh, it's merchandising opportunity. Yeah, 
And he just has a bunch of them on his arm, too. So presumably Krishna's at home just cranking out a bunch of things because he knows he's going to save a bunch of people. His arts and crafts room. Yeah. Because I really wanted him to close the door on this sewing machine yeah. at one point in time. I do think they kind of forget in this movie that he is also a super genius because mm-hmm. he's having trouble yeah. keeping a regular job. Yeah. Much like Spider-Man, whose most important job has to do with taking pictures of himself. <laughs> um, it's tough for uh, Krish to do any work when he has to rush off to save a kid stuck in power lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems like for a dude who's a, as full of himself as the guy who plays Krish, like... A job where he takes pictures of himself would be pretty <laughs> ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, as I mentioned earlier, Vivek Oberoi enters the scene as a villain who, to me anyway, and I was, this viewing informed me that I was off by a little bit, but kind of combines uh, Magneto and Professor X in that he is yeah. uh, confined to a wheelchair, but rather than have the mastery of magnetism like Magneto, he can actually use, uh, you know, uh, telekinesis to move stuff around. Um, he doesn't use it on things that aren't metal for the most part. Yeah. He's usually throwing <laughs> yes. a rebar or cars or all kinds of metal things at people, but whatever. That's why I thought he was a Magneto. Anyway, he uh, uses his dramatically bizarre DNA <laughs> to make manimals. Yes. And we, we were kind of arguing about this, but one of these manimals... Um, Krishna kind of hooks up with and played by Kangana Kanana played Ranawit. by Ranawit. and you know also what the hell animal is she she's a chameleon, she's a chameleon. she's a chameleon who also turns into a squid at one point and can assimilate people <laughs> yeah that's true yeah she's kind of a fucked up chameleon <laughs> anyway uh, he makes these manimals uh, Kangana Ranawit being one uh, she has sort of mystique's powers from uh, X-Men but she gets to wear clothes. Yeah, she, she wears yeah. clothes. But she can also kind of transmute herself, I think. Like, she could phase through walls. Yeah. A bit she of kitty phase pride through and people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, she has absolute control over her own molecules, perhaps. Yeah. Um, she She's the chameleon. There's also a frog guy who has mastery <laughs> of a frog tongue. Uh, he, he loves ice cream. Yeah, he uses it in Aaron's favorite scene to steal a bunch of ice cream. Um <laughs> Uh, from Krish and Krish's buddy at the security firm where Krish is working. Um, there's a rhino one who doesn't do anything. <laughs> and a scorpion. And a, and a scorpion. The, the scorpion tail is her hair. Yeah, she has hair scorpion powers. So sort of like uh, Madame Medusa from yeah. Fantastic Four. I think my favorite was the swordfish. Yeah, there was a swordfish <laughs> man who, unlike swordfish where their beak uh, of their face is a sword... He just has a hand sword. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Call uh, uh, is the name of Vivrek Oroy's character. He's making these genetic, uh, you know, uh, mutants, these manimals, in order. Not actually sure what he uses the manimals for. <laughs> he's trying. He's I know. No, I know what his plan yeah. is. But the manimals don't really factor into that. Apart from, you know, you could have any person. Uh, go to Mumbai, for instance, and uh, drop off a designer disease which he has made. But he's making them because he's trying to find a cure to um, uh, to his par- his paralyzed. So he's trying yeah. to find a cure for that. And so he's in- he's making the animals by combining animal DNA and his own DNA, and then seeing if the bone marrow uh, is like oh, a animal. <laughs> I mean, that's just good- a match. Yeah, that's just some good science right there. But his real plan, which I think is. Actually, a very interesting villain plan that I've a, never seen anywhere before. A it's secret, such a good idea. Yeah. yeah, he has a secret layer in the Swiss Alps, and in a sunny place too, as <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris finds out. Unfortunately, um, 
His plan is to make designer diseases. Mm -hmm. Uh, He debuts one in Nigeria, and then uh, later on he drops one off in Mumbai. And then he, about a couple days later, says, Oh, well, Call Pharmaceuticals has figured out a uh, cure to this disease. I need many monies, please. Um, But uh, his plan for Mumbai is stopped when Rohit and uh, Krishna figure out that their blood has led Mm -hmm. them to be... Immune to the disease. Yes. So they make a, an antidote out Priya of... Priya is also immune because she's carrying Krishna's baby. Yeah. Thus proving that there's something in the line of Jadu. <laughs> yes. That, um, <laughs> a little bit of that Jadu magic. Yeah. That uh, um, keeps them safe. So uh, Krishna and his father develop a uh, vaccine, which is administered via these uh, fireworks yeah. that uh, rain down all over the place. It was a pretty good idea. And then, yeah, the stage is set for uh, Call and his manimals to face off against Krish and his family. Yeah. <laughs> and it's revealed that Call may have a connection to the uh, the family, the Maras. Yes, um, yeah. This is this is from it's from Jump Street. It is a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, one of the highest grossing films of 2013. After Doom 3. So Doom <laughs> continually is coming in and eating Rakesh Roshan's lunch is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also Chennai Express, uh, so it wasn't quite uh, as successful. Um, but I do see here that, you, that you've got it written down that it is the first Indian film to launch its own Facebook emoticons. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, so cool. <laughs> yeah, they had Facebook emoticons. And... You know, before we get into the discussion of the movie, I gotta say, you made me interact with some of the marketing material. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, well, I want to talk about it now because it really sucks. Uh, the Krish app is, uh, it has a plot synopsis, it has a list of all the people in it. You can, uh, one of the buttons lets you change the wallpaper on your phone into the picture of Krish that is the background of this phone okay. uh, app. Even though you could conceivably just take a picture. Um, using the uh, take a picture function on your phone, yeah, and you just turn that into your. It background. also allows you to wear the Krish mask, so then you can send pictures to your friends as Krish. It presumably <laughs> did four years ago, but now it um, it's too behind on iOS updates and cannot access the phone. Yeah, um, it also had a sort of motion feature where you would hold it up to a Krish three poster, which unfortunately we only have a. Uh, uh, what do we have here? We have a Crush 3 We have a Crush 3 poster, but we don't have that one, though. Okay. We don't have the lenticular 3D one. It's in the other room. We can show you after. We have, You don't have the lenticular 3D one that presumably did, I don't know, move around, I guess. <laughs> okay. And there was also a promotion with Snickers where <laughs> if you pointed your cell phone Amazing. camera at specific Snickers... Um, uh, with a QR code on it, you'd see Krish pop up. Rakesh Roshan knows how to make that coin. Yeah, you oh, also made me, with Snickers. You also made me play the uh, Krish uh, cell phone game. Yeah, which, Incredible Me, Krish Rush from 2014. Yeah, I'm guessing that Incredible Me is just a series of shitty games that you could just paste whatever you want on it. But here's a little bit of marketing copy for what goes on in this, and then I'll tell you how it's different from the movie. <laughs> Amazing running game with Indian superhero running, where the whole city is destroyed and where he is the only one to collect as many life crystals as possible to save the people. That's one sentence. (laughs) This is probably translated, this is a low blow, but it... uh, Indian superhero run, jump, and shoots to avoid obstacles like aliens, monsters, and dragons that are trying to kill him. 
Enjoy the game. It is fun for the entire family. Uh, of note, the only alien in the entire uh, film franchise is good and is specifically useful to Krish and his family in that it keeps them, you know, healthy. I thought um, for a second there you're going to be like, uh, note, uh, this is a lie. It is not fun for the entire family. I hated it. No, that, I was good at that, but yes. It, uh, in the small family that we have here, I thought it sucked. Uh, he shoots people with a gun, which... Yeah, that was weird. That cut, That doesn't happen. And he, I guess he does run around a fair bit in the Krish movies, yeah. but life crystals, that, that's not real. And, uh, yeah, dragons, there were very few dragons <laughs> in all three of these movies. I have seen all of them. So, you know, <laughs> there's no dragons. Anyway, I don't recommend Incredible Me, Krish Rush. Back to you. Do you recommend Krish <laughs> 3? I do recommend Krish 3. And I, I, we, uh, we actually watched this with a bunch of people... At the pop culture website we were writing for, yeah, the, the, at the pulp. pulp, yeah, and we did a boozy Bollywood feature where we had everyone mm. watch the film. Everyone wrote a little review of the film, and we also drank cocktails while watching the film. It was the first and only installment of our boozy Bollywood feature because it was very boozy. Yeah, it got it got real boozy so much so that probably the last twenty minutes of Chris Three. This viewing were a revelation, really. <laughs> I, I didn't remember a lot of things yeah. that happened. But, uh, yeah, it, I think this is one where you could show a, a Normo who hasn't seen a Bollywood movie before, and they'll be impressed by the weird stuff that happens. And yeah. yeah. It is not as tied to other sorts of Bollywood films before it as Krish itself is. If you've seen Spider-Man, Superman, etc., you you get the gist of this. Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's not too alienating. It's it's pretty close to the first X Men movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, it's very influenced by the first X Men movie. But I, I recommend it. I know our our listenership think it's dumb. I also think it's dumb, but I think that dumb things are fun sometimes. I was gonna say it's good dumb fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I I I think it's a really fun movie. Yeah, and there's like this film, unlike the previous one, has. The spectacle and kind of the sheen and the gloss mm-hmm. um, of Bollywood. Um, whereas the first one just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of disappointed me. Whereas here, like, the dancing is really, it's really energetic. Um, there's And all of the dance sequences here kind of have something going on um, that's really interesting and really engaging. So one of them is kind of a surprise party in a bar, and Rithik Roshan really gets to, like, pull out his gumby moves like that yeah that was really so bendy um another one is like my favorite stuff ever where they go to jordan and they're just in this like exotic locale and they're by petra looking attractive at one another um in like amazing costumes and makeup well roshan's shirt significantly gets unbuttoned even more every single costume change eventually he's just wearing a vest yeah uh and then the the third one uh like you know, a, a large group of people get together and dance, including a bunch of kids all dressed up like Krish, and it's just mm-hmm. really adorable. When they're they're debuting a Krish statue for having saved Mumbai. Yeah, um, and the the story itself is really like it's really straightforward. Um, it's you know it's a it's a superhero film. He and doesn't pretend to be a ghost for no reason. No, good. yeah, like, no. Neither of them were actual jerks in this one I don't think and I like that um, that Priyanka Chopra as his wife is is in on it 
Yeah. You know, she, you know, I like that he's not lying. So much so that she says, Chris should not be available tonight as, as of 11.59 because he is busy. Don't ask how I know this. And she says this on TV and no one really puts two and two together. But that's, that's a beautiful uh, joke. But the family dynamics here are really, really sweet, you know, with, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, with Rohit Mira as the patriarch and then... And then Krishna and Priya. And it's just, you know, this little unit that they have together, uh, mm. you know, and, and Krishna being a superhero and 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 Priya, you know, she's the breadwinner of the family to a certain extent. Oh, absolutely. Presumably the science, the institute, the uh, Indian Research Institute yeah. where uh, Rohit works probably pulls in some good money. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's, she's the one with a real job. Yeah. So the film has a lot of heart and then it has, you know... Some expected twists, but some satisfying twists that you would expect from a superhero film. And the action is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Everything pays off, mm-hmm. which you can't say about most super or a lot of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the villain's plot actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I was I was actually remarkably impressed with make disease, get money to fund research to fix himself. Yeah. yeah. And just this cycle of, like, that's really smart. You also notice, though, that for someone who has telekinesis that can lift up anything, he doesn't use yeah. it to lift up himself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he could conceivably be doing that, like Benjamin Bratt with the magic in uh, Doctor Strange. He mm-hmm. could be just propelling himself with uh, his powers rather than being uh, in a wheelchair. That is kind of an obvious plot hole. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't um, make much sense. I do get disappointed by Carl's uh, costume that he makes. Well, it's terrible. It's pretty bullshit. Yeah. Um, he makes kind of a football helmet. What he does is he, he warps together a bunch of uh, metal from inside of his uh, evil lair into what is essentially a garbage statue that he walks around in. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's a fresh. poor cosplay of Magneto, basically. Yeah. Someone who saw it and was just like, yeah, I can do that. And he has this amazing factory. All his animals have cool costumes. Why doesn't he just put on a manimal costume? Yeah, his. I mean, his manimal costumes are very, like, you know, uh, early 2000s X-Men, but they look great. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what this movie is. It's early 2000s X-Men. Just go with it. And yeah. I also feel Superman. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also feel like he's the kind of guy who also already has a costume made for himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe this one was made in haste and rage. I don't know, but like... But he was happy. Like yeah. He wasn't even angry. He was happy. Oh, right, yeah. He was like, oh, I could walk again. Well, I'm going to make an evil costume. <laughs> and uh, haven't... Plan this through. I guess I got some metal on here and I can weld that to myself. It's like a really sloppy tin man costume. That yeah. You made it out of tin foil because your girlfriend was going as Dorothy and you wanted to be cute. It looks like someone sweeted together their own uh, <laughs> Robocop costume. Out oh, of yeah. Tin it's got foil. a bit of Robocop in it, too. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's funny that you say Superman. I, I've alluded to it before, but. I think this is a Superman movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better than the last two Superman movies. 100%. Krish is a incredibly... You Batman v Superman, Colin Donna Justice, and Man of Steel. And Man of Steel. Because okay. I haven't seen Superman Returns. Krish... This, this is actually fairly similar to Superman Returns, I would say. Yeah. But Krish is a morally upstanding person who is a friend to children and actually tries to avoid collateral damage during his fights. Yeah. He uh, eventually also gets telepathy and can use that. 
this is never remarked upon again, but he does. <laughs> Clearly telekinesis is part of the Jadu package. Yeah, I mean, the Jadu skill set gets you a lot. <laughs> and we didn't really mention how he gets hyper-powered, but uh, there's a machine. Rohit has worked on this yeah. sun machine. Yeah. But he, he gets his power from the sun. He is a religious allegory, much yep. like uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows a good version of Superman, mm-hmm. what you want. Uh, the Zack Snyder ones, he made Watchmen, he realized he liked Dr. Manhattan a lot, and then he made Superman movies featuring Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's his problem. He also thinks the comedian's super cool and is Batman. So, like, he he just got stuck in that mode. But uh, this this mode, I would love to see more movies in this mm-hmm. brightly colored, yeah. happy, and, you know, it still has bone-crunching action, let's say. My favorite uh, superhero stories... Um, understand Superman has kind of the best that humanity could hope to be. Mm-hmm. And that's an aspect that I see Krish 3 picking up on that I really respond to because I'm an inherently positive person. I'm inherently optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like these scenes, uh, you know, where people are coming together and believing in the power of um, one person, but also the power of a group. Mm-hmm. You have both of those elements. There's a kid who um, Chris saves earlier who says to Colic, "Look how many of us there are. You can't. Yeah. You, we're gonna we're gonna beat you. We don't yeah. even need Chris." And, and and that's really beautiful. And then yeah, this kind of this final battle scene really does um, call to mind uh, the big um, climactic scene in Man of Steel, which a lot of people, myself including, had issues with. And it feels very very different here because you. Actually see Krish trying to save people. Yeah. And that makes a During huge, the fight even. Too. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Like, you know. And this is what happens in comic books too. Yeah. Like, yeah. there aren't a lot of comic books that aren't, you know, the authority or mature rated comic books. Usually the superheroes try to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The movies have lost this. The movies, yeah. uh, they think that their uh, Hollywood action films were killing people and having collateral damage is cool. Well, like, the it, movies you don't, don't need to be, be realistic. The movies don't want to be for kids anymore. And Chris 3 does want to be a kid's movie. Yeah. Which I, mean, I think, yeah, I it absolutely appreciate. succeeds in that. Yeah. There's some darker moments in it, but... Um, it's nothing, nothing that nothing a kid wouldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um... Like, I think people do get broken in it, but mm-hmm. it's n- never graphic. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of blood spatter. Apart from potentially a bad usage of real people in Nigeria with uh, illnesses. Yeah. yeah. That was a no, little that gross. Was, yeah. That's an interesting choice. That, that was a I think... very intense, some very intense imagery there. Yeah. yeah and I I, th- I think that's a bad call. Um, I also really didn't like um, the frog manimal or the toad manimal's severed tongue. Ugh. That was a little weird. <laughs> that yeah. So I mean, there are some stuff that you know, like it's not. Um, it's not a G. It's not film. the yeah. It's not the Incredibles. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is Richard Donner's Superman. Yeah. Um, which I would also classify as a kids' movie. Well, and that's the thing about kids too. It's the reason why a lot of prose publishers, when they're publishing. Uh, if they're marketing towards people who are tweens, they're writing about teens. If they're yeah. marketing toward teens, they're writing about college. It's because kids want to seem, want to feel older. So yeah. this very much feels like that too, marketing mm-hmm. to kids. Yeah, they really want to know what it's like up. to not be able to hold down a job um, and have a pregnant wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. It's going to happen. 
And also have your weird log thing in front of your house get used as a weapon. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell was that thing? <laughs> I mean, his his household stuff, like him not being able to hold a job and uh, being married with a with a baby on the way, like didn't seem like stresses for him. <laughs> no, yeah. They were just doesn't. like, oh, cool. Like life, life <laughs> is whatever. Yeah, his life is great. Um, it looked like one of the logs from Splash Mountain. It was did. On their lawn, and then the rhino guy throws it at his house. Yeah. What did you guys think of the special effects here? Because I, I think they're quite impressive. I think mm-hmm. they're a big improvement from Chris. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Red Chilies did the special effects. Ah, yes. Uh, so Shah Rukh Khan owns uh, Red Chilies, and they're essentially like the premier effects company now in uh, India. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were good. Um, I noticed this the first time I watched it, but... There is a sort of unreality to the city that I like. Mm. It reminds me yeah. of Speed Racer, and it also reminds me of a comic book. Right. It doesn't try to be hyper-realistic. Everything, it's not quite video game looking, but it's like a little extra real. Yeah, I think that's very cool, and I don't think that's a budgetary restriction that has imposed that. No. No, no I don't get the sense that like the budget here was an issue at all, although... Uh, they didn't finish the post-conversion to 3D in time to release the film in 3D. So it was released in 2D. Um, but it's very clear at times that they yeah. thought that, like, this shot and this special effect will look great in 3D. Right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole opening sequence. There's a first-person like, running thing. Yeah. yeah. Call throws some glass at you. Um, that being said, I have seen some Bollywood films in 3D, and they're kind of difficult to watch because the subtitles would be like in your lap. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and no, so that I, would be that would be a big disconnect. Yeah, I mean, I don't like 3D yeah. no. ever, but I just it, it, with the subtitles, I find it really hard to watch. Luckily, game. my depth perception is garbage, so it, it barely <laughs> works for me anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, did you like Kangana Ranawit? I love Kangana Ranawit. It's um. It's, it's weird to, weird to see I her forgot in a role in. like this um, because she um, kind of post-queen, um, this just doesn't seem like the kind of project she would do. But she's been very blunt and honest over the years that um, she has 100% taken roles uh, for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I totally believe that she potentially took this role for the money because it certainly doesn't stretch her acting no. prowess. It doesn't demand a lot from her. She looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she does a really good job with what she's what she's yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 I she and, and you can really like and I and I like her character because she's a a villain who because of her um the relationship that she develops with with Krishna. While pretending um, to be his pregnant wife. Yeah. But because of that she develops a sense of humanity and becomes a better person. And that's the power of Krishna. He's the only person who's ever been nice to her in her whole life. She was grown up in that and a horrible evil genius was her dad. Yeah. So, you know, it it's nice to have a friend yeah. or a but potential love interest. I I feel like Kangana run out um, does kind of get across the the subtleties of the character depth there, despite the fact that there's not a lot of subtlety to her. She character. even gets a Krish medal for saving a kid who falls off the top of a mall. Yeah, as you recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, even the even the most manimal of us can be <laughs> um, redeemed in the eyes of Krish. Yeah, we can also turn into a scary squid monster thing. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. need be. Yeah. Still wondering about that one. The other ones, swordfish, you know, not quite all there, but it's a swordfish. I get it. Yeah. I think she's a chameleon. There's a scene where a chameleon can actually see through her disguise. 
Chameleons do not change their entire molecular structure. They just change color. But an actual chameleon watches her and it's like, oh, that human over there, that's not the human that they think she is. <laughs> and then she also does a dance like a chameleon too, which was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, she really like gets like uh, a reptilian the, aspect to her she performance. She got into the chameleon, uh, you know, the chameleon spirit. Yeah, but I... I don't think she'd take a role like this anymore based on where her career has gone. No. It's yeah. it's out of uh, character for her now. Yeah. But it's interesting to see the indie darling as <laughs> a chameleon lady. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on Krish 3? Would you recommend it to, to superhero fans? Like, if anyone came in the shop and... We're looking for something, something different. Would, something different that would take them three hours. It's on Netflix. That's, that's, that's the little asterisk of just yeah. like, do you have some time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris 3 is only about two and a half. But that's true. You might want to pause for some bathroom breaks and, you know, to pay the delivery guy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, by, by the end of it, uh, since we had watched a, like a, a good five and a half hours of, yeah. of this dude acting... Um, <laughs> I became also extremely fascinated with the different ways that he shakes his head to show emotion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like the doddering old dad shake of just like, I'm standing here and I really like you, but like I'm shaking my head just like, hello, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Um, really hard to get across on audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, when uh, when the bad stuff's going down and he's mad, oh, oh some face shaking. Yeah. Like, uh, it's called acting. Yeah, at a certain at a certain point, that's the range of his skill. It's sort yeah. of like neutral face, smile, shake face, shake face. Yeah, yeah. I think this kind of material though also demands a certain broadness. You got to be over the yeah, top. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying that as like a as a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's no. another thing that at the end I was just like, go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say. Um, because the first time I just saw Crush 3, mm-hmm. um, and I think it kind of, it, it it's more satisfying, I think, to just watch Crush 3. I don't think you need to watch Krish and Koi Mogaya. No. Um, I understand going back and being interested on how we get here, because that, that has been a fascinating journey. Mm-hmm. But Crush 3 is my favorite of the films. A Journey with Jadu. <laughs> Episode title? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, Crush 3 is my favorite of the films. I think it's the most... Engaging, it's the most satisfying. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a good quote unquote good movie, but yeah. it is fun. Um, and it is certainly like a different take on the superhero genre. It's similar enough to kind of the tropes of um, kind of North American superhero stories, but different enough um, to, I think, make it really interesting. Well, the idea of a shape changer comes from uh, mythology. Yeah. Um, this is referenced a couple of times. I guess the ultimate uh, question is, would you read a Krish comic? <laughs> he doesn't really have much of a supporting cast apart from his dad and his uh, wife. But, you know, I, do you think he could conceivably have been a comic creation? Would it, would it work the other way? Could you make a book out of him? I, uh, I would read it. I definitely would read it. Because there is one issue. Yeah, there is. Made. Yes, uh, they have released uh, Krish Menace of the Monkey Men. It was released in 2013 to tie into Krish 3. Um, it was released initially exclusively through the Krish Comics app. Which we also tried. Does not work. <laughs> it just crashed. At all. Um, but you can now get it um, on Comixology, which is like the 
place to go for comics online. Yeah. I have buy all my comics and issues, so I'm like, that's the place to go, right? That's, yeah, that's it is, absolutely. Um, Wait, and it's hold on. I'm just looking at your notes here. Children's French spin-off series, J-Ball Taljadu. There's a Jadu TV show? Yes, I was going to tell you about this. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs> I would love to watch a Jadu TV show. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> and we did watch some of Kid Krish, the uh, animated films. Yeah, I don't know. He fights a dinosaur and he does some other stuff. Apparently goes to Africa. Don't know how that worked out. Yes. So but I gotta get on this Jadu jump now. You gotta see what he's up to in space. Yes. Um, so Krish, menace of the monkey he men. Takes Earth children with him. <laughs> it's like it's like Doctor Who. It, it does, I'm in. It does, Doctor Jadu. <laughs> so, so you gotta watch Cornwall after Doctor Who show. So, you just say, and then Danica, he takes two Earth children up with him to space on a animated TV show that we're gonna watch right now. It's animated and live action. What? Like yes. Roger Rabbit style? That's fantastic. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh man, um, this will so, not be subtitled for sure. But I would, I would love to see. What's so, Krish, Menace of the Monkey Man, as I was saying, um, is written by uh, Tom DeFalco and illustrated by uh, Sal uh, Buscema. So, it has North American comics talent behind it, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, I, I wonder why they got kind of. Very old school. Yeah, very old school uh, comics creators and not any Indian talent because I'm sure there are Indian comics writers and illustrators um, and that could have been a great opportunity for them. When when we were, or uh, when you were telling me about that, kind of digging through it, it does appear as though it was, uh, the talent search was housed out to an American group, so it was probably... Just sort of grab and tie in people mm-hmm. who are who are free, who they know mm-hmm. can turn in a solid product, and just yeah, and quick too, yeah. Which is very corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't read it. The description of it doesn't sound too interesting. Um, I'd be a lot more interested if I could get a paper copy. Um, I just and are they they did man animals. Do you think? I don't know. They did um, kind of make a motion comics version of it, and that just kind of thing. I'm sure it appeals to kids. Yeah. Um, but being a very kind of like old school comics reader who likes paper it it doesn't appeal to me the only thing that I can guarantee uh, about this comic is that the last four words are the end for now (laughs) because Tom DeFalco does that in every one of his books (laughs) interesting Um, and yes there has also been some children's spin-offs TV series the aforementioned J. Bull To Jadu from 2003 which is an interplanet which is about the interplanetary adventures of Jadu with two Earth children Hopefully they're there, like, willingly. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, animated television movies, uh, Kid Krish, there's been four of them uh, that came out um, between 2014 and 2015. We watched a bit of it. It looked fine. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you'd catch on, uh, you know, the Disney Channel or something. Yeah, it certainly didn't look as fun as uh, as that Teen Titans show. Mm, okay, that, yeah, that's yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, and then also there is um, some games. So there was a game that was released in 2006 to go with Krish, Krish the Game. And Incredible Me, Chris Rush, which Matt tried to play. I've already put my review in. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and Chris 4 is slated to be released in 2018. Gonna watch this is it. Great. And Rakesh Roshan, oh, we'll go. We'll go to the theater. Yeah. Be a good time. And Rakesh Roshan uh, has said that they're going to start adding side characters. 
Probably um, a good idea. To, uh, yeah. to come back to your to comment about how... cinematic universe, of which this is one. Well, do you think Priyanka Chopra would come back for this? No, unless she can come back as the villain. I don't think she wants to be someone's wife in a movie. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no. She's a big deal now. Yeah. If she came back as evil Priya, she's like a witch now maybe, that'd be cool. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> Rakesh, she's... Rakesh, call me. I like. I think my, my if pitch, she's not the lead, it's not worth her time. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. feeling. Like I think my pitch was this one also takes place 20 years after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he is playing Krish's son. Yeah, son of Krish. They've named Rohit. Yeah. Oh, that won't be confusing. Yeah, Rohit, kid Krish. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there because it's not uncommon uh, in Bollywood sequels. For the dude to stick around, but then to recast like a new ingenue, or um, the white, or yeah, in race, for instance, yeah. she dies, gets blown up by a bazooka in the first five minutes. But that happens a lot. Like, I mean, look at the household films. Like, Akshay Kumar, um, John Abraham, and Abhishek Bachchan are in them. But like, it's always different chicks coming in. Like, you know, because yeah. it's always like, who's the next ingenue? Okay. So it's, it's fantasy kinda... cast. Who is the best? It would probably be an evil scientist in this one as well. But who would you like to see? Um, Ali Khan is mine. I would like to see Ali Khan be no, an evil scientist. No, I think Siddiqui. Oh, but he did that in Kick, basically. Oh, yeah. He was basically that guy. Yeah. Also, no, Azadeen Siddiqui's got better things to do. Yeah. yeah. Ali Khan, you know, he probably would want maybe, to do Maybe Rajkumar Rao. Rajkumar Rao? Yeah. Yeah. He could do it. He'd be very handsome. Yeah. yeah. He maybe. I still think if you, if Krish fought a magician, that'd be cool. Or uh, like a character actor, like Bo Manorani. Bo Manorani. <laughs> yes, my buddy. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're all we're all interested to watch Krish Four. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It should be K R R R R I S H. Krish Four. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our discussion of uh, the Krish franchise. Uh, until we return in 2018. The Krish Cinematic Universe, please. Um, yes, the Krish Cinematic Universe, of which uh, this uh, 2003 television show about Jadu, I'm sure, is a part of. Yeah. You're going to run to watch that right after I'm we finish recording. Yeah. We'll see if it's on YouTube. Yes. Um, Brandon, mm-hmm. there is uh, some fun stuff coming up at Variant Edition. Yeah, uh, this Saturday, which will uh, be May the 6th, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's free comic book day, so you can basically come to the store. There's a, a ton of free comics available, over 50 different titles, um, including just ones that we have hanging around that we'll be adding anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there'll be a food truck. There'll be a whole bunch of artists, at least, I think, eight. Wow. Um, two book signings and um, a full life-size TARDIS. Wow. Uh, so, so we can get these artists fun. to sketch us. Krish. You, you can. Yeah. If you provide them with uh, uh, materials. Here's nine which, hours yeah. worth of films. And Matt and I will be there. He will be dressed up as Krish. Yeah. I will be dressed as, uh, as Kangana Renault's Manimal. We don't even remember her name. <laughs> I think it's Kava or Kaya. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, come check it out and, and take some goofy pictures of us when our cosplay. Mm-hmm. No, we are not actually. Gonna <laughs> no, no. Ten a.m. to five p.m. I should say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and this episode was to tie in with Free Comic Book Day, uh, which we're mentioning now. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out very good at this marketing stuff. Um, and uh, your podcast. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, Doctor Hooch. Um, you can find at submetropolitan.com. 
which is a name I'm very fond of. Um, it's it's drunk people talking about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. When the show's not on, we get friends on to talk about it, and it's gonna. That's how we're going forward doing it, mm. uh, so that we're not just getting drunk by ourselves. That's fair. Um, Turn it into like a social. You can only do thing. that so many times. Yeah, yeah it turns out about a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Yeggs and Bacon is coming back. You can find that at the store website, avariantedmonton.com, uh, where we talk about comic stuff, but with an eye towards uh, being mindful about uh, uh, pop culture's consumption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have a regular column on the comics beat. We could call it a regular column. I would call it an irregular column. <laughs> is it the beat or the comics beat? Uh, I think it's it both. De- it depends. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if Heidi's talking about the entity, uh, she likes to refer to herself as the beat. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's about uh, comics retail and the future of the comics industry and how all the other retailers hate me. It's good times. And Brian Hibbs, who called me once, and that was, that was wow. a good day. Interesting. Nice. Um, so if you're in town, please go check out uh, Variant Edition on Free Comic Book Day or any day of the week except for Tuesdays, the day that you're closed. Mm-hmm. Um, Mention to Brandon that you like uh, Krish and he'll try and figure out a comic that you can purchase <laughs> yeah. in his store that has Krish elements to it. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to yeah. do that. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a great store. Shop locally. Read comics in paper form um, <laughs> because it's just so much more satisfying. Yeah, the spirit of Krish lives on in all of us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, your Twitter handle, Brandon. Where can people find you online? All right, uh, you can find me at Soupy Toasterson. Um, Another name that has aged like fine wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Soup Y Toaster Son. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. We will be back in a couple weeks, sooner rather than later, because we will have an episode out for Mother's Day, and we will be joined by a local film scholar and librarian, Lindsay Campbell. And mom. Yes, she's also a mom, uh, to discuss representations of motherhood in Bollywood cinema. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well... I always like to do these out of order. I know this bothers you every time. But let's see. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Check out Bollywood is for Lovers. Look it up in your Facebook hole. Um, Twitter, at Bollywood Pod. I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. You can find the Bollywood is for Lovers Tumblr at bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com. And you can also find the show itself streaming in various locations. It's at Audio Boom. It's at Stitcher. It's at iTunes. It's at whatever the Google Store is right now. Still in flux. But uh, yeah, we're out there. And if you're hearing it, you're hearing that right now. So <laughs> you done it. You already figured that part out, didn't you? Please leave us a. It's on your host now. That's the other one I always forget. Yeah. Um, selected episodes. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a uh, rating and review on iTunes. It really helps people find the show and really, you know, gets us up in those podcast rankings. And while you're over at iTunes, please subscribe to my other show that I do weekly with uh, Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We you're have, doing ghost boy films. Yes, we're doing ghost boy films right away. Uh, we'll be looking at Paranorman and The Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, come check us out on Facebook because... 
I need people to tell me <laughs> what they think of the various pictures I post there and get into arguments with me a little bit. Okay. Uh, and yes, come to our uh, lunch pot at uh, Northwest Fest on May 9th. That was a big one. Thank you very much for listening. And yes, Krish lives on. Goodbye. Goodbye.